0: I remember the first time I tracked with you, Nick, I would just would like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you were like,
0: can you back away from the microphone? I was
1: like,
2: what? <laughs> so, are you in a cemetery? Here's a fun piece of trivia. Are you, know? you
1: in a, oh, this is a good piece of trivia. You know, I know this is. This
2: is for our listeners, Christina. Do you know how to, uh, to um, make sure you spell cemetery properly?
0: No, but I would love to know.
2: They're so scary. You go all the way through it.
1: It's not T-A-R-Y? Nope. No, it's you an E. You go E all the oh, way
2: God. through. All the way through. You want
1: to hear something really embarrassing? You know what else is E all the way through? Competent. You oh know who has God. to check her spelling on competent every time she writes it? This incompetent <laughs> yeah, this person right here. This exactly. <laughs>
2: incompetent Oh,
1: uh, I feel
0: like I my spelling is so bad now. It's, it's just... <laughs>
1: Hello, hello, everyone. You are listening to Civics 101. I'm Hannah McCarthy. I'm
2: Nick And
1: this is another installment of The Thing, where our senior producer, Christina, betrays what we do not know about American government and history.
2: In other words, it's time for Civics 101 trivia. I'd actually say that's one of the great privileges of being the host of Civics 101, Hannah. We can readily admit to not knowing things.
1: And not knowing things, we, we do. We do not know. <laughs> We do not know a lot of things. Time to find out which of those our whole audience will learn the dark truth of today, Nick.
2: So without further ado, senior producer Christina Phillips takes it away and makes us squirm, because actually the other secret is that we wish we knew everything.
0: Let's do this. So our first question is about the Reconstruction era, which, to give you a little background, began in the 1860s during and after the Civil War. And from 1861 to 1875, Republicans controlled both the House and the Senate. Lincoln's assassination in 1865 made his Democratic VP, Andrew Johnson, the president. And at the time, the Republican Party was the party of Reconstruction, while the Democratic Party, especially Southern Democrats, were opposed to most any kind of civil rights legislation for people who were formerly enslaved. So this first question is for you, Hannah. Oh, boy. It is multiple choice. Johnson vetoed 23 bills. And from our episode on vetoes, we know that Congress can override a president's veto only if two-thirds of the House and two-thirds of the Senate vote to override it. How many of these vetoes did Congress override? Five? Ten?
1: Fifteen? Or twenty? Just because... It was like an entirely radical Republican Congress at the time who like, I have, <laughs> the White House page for Andrew Johnson. I'll never forget this because the White House has a page for every president and for Andrew Johnson. They call him unfortunate. <laughs> like he was apparently actually a like competent politician, but his presidency was unfortunate. But uh, I'm going to venture that they overrode 20. You
0: are close. 20, I think, would be sort of incredible because the override rate is so low. Is it, it would, 10? It is 15. Oh, so That's still a lot. It is though. a lot. Yeah, it is that's a lot. a lot, especially considering that there's so few veto overrides. Yeah. Um, two-thirds of the House and the Senate is a really hard thing to achieve. They really did not like Johnson. Oh, they did not. Here's some of the things that Congress ended up doing when they overruled Johnson's vetoes. They include passing legislation that reduced Johnson's control of the army, ordering a military to call the elections in the South and reasserting Congress's control of Reconstruction, basically legislation that said, no, no, we are in charge of Reconstruction, not you, the president, and prohibited Johnson's power to remove cabinet officers without the Senate's consent. Nick, this question is for you.
2: I'm ready for it.
0: Of these bills that Congress passed that johnson had tried to veto and failed to veto there was one that he chose to completely disregard and he did it anyway and that ended up getting him impeached so which one was it was it the bill that reduced his control over the army the bill that ordered the military to call elections in the south the bill that reasserted congress's control of reconstruction or the bill that prohibited Johnson from removing cabinet officials without the Senate's consent?
2: Ooh, I think it's the first one or the last one. Uh, and I'm going to go with the first one about whether or not he could remove people in the Army.
0: Yeah. So that one was uh, reducing his control over the Army. Right. That's the one. Which yeah. no president will <laughs> accept. very true.
2: That's my guess.
0: It's a good guess. It is not the correct oh, guess. Ah. Yes. Yeah, so... Congress had passed legislation saying that for Johnson's term, he could not remove members of his own cabinet without Senate's consent. And he did not like that. So he eventually fired his secretary of war, who refused to step down because he was like, no, Congress has to approve this. Right. And so Congress voted to impeach him. Ultimately, the impeachment was unsuccessful, but not without many, many, many angry speeches by Republicans and some Democrats about Johnson's failure to lead. So Johnson takes the record for the president to have the most vetoes overridden by Congress. But there are two presidents who each had 12 vetoes that were overridden by Congress. Hannah, first, I'm going to give you some clues. You tell me the president. All right. Try my best. This president owned a haberdashery, was responsible for the secret establishment of the NSA, and has haunted nearly every topic I've covered on this show.
1: Well, I was going to say LBJ.
0: No. But it was not LBJ.
2: Is it Eisenhower?
0: No, it's Truman. Oh, Truman. Truman. I knew it was Truman or Eisenhower.
2: I knew it was Truman or Eisenhower.
0: Truman, man of the Truman Doctrine. He delighted in using his emergency powers, helped establish NATO. Of course, Truman. Yes, that is Truman. Okay, next question. This is for Nick. This president ascended from Congress rather quickly all the way up to the presidency he was responsible for a cabinet reorganization known as the halloween massacre and he played football in college he started in congress he ended up as the president
2: i'm trying to think of the really handsome one who played football in college which i think might have been eisenhower no but this but this question about how they weren't they were they didn't win the electoral college so who
0: yeah he never had to he was never nominated for vice president or president Before he became president.
2: So, is this someone who became president because somebody else died?
0: He didn't die.
2: Uh huh. Who resigned? Mm hmm. Nixon resigned.
0: Nixon did resign.
2: (laughs) To leave office before my term is completed is abhorrent to every instinct in my body.
0: And it's not Spiro Agnew.
2: Gerald Ford. Yes. Okay.
0: Gerald Ford.
2: Gerald Ford. He played
1: football in college. Yeah. He did.
2: I think a couple of them played football. My fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. Our constitution works.
1: I'm not feeling so hot after that one, Nick.
2: I believe the score. You yeah, know, we, we,
1: we know the score. Unless
2: I am wrong and i am never wrong.
1: Well, you were you were wrong with that Johnson question actually. The score
2: is 1 to 0 me in the lead.
1: Tides can shift, my friend.
2: Round 2. Here we go.
1: We're going to talk about voter turnout
0: and voting requirements. The first question is for you, Hannah. It is multiple choice. Okay. So this state takes the title for the highest voter turnout in the 2018 midterm election with 65% of eligible voters casting ballots. Okay. It is also called the land of 10,000 lakes, claims milk as its state drink, and ice hockey as its state sport. Do we have state drinks? We do! I have a whole thing about this. So, is it Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, or Missouri?
1: Mm -hmm. The
0: land of 10,000 lakes. Minnesota. Yes! Nicely done! It is! So Minnesota was one of the earliest adopters of same-day voter registration.
1: Highest turnout? That's
0: fascinating. I was thinking
2: it would probably be a state with a smaller population than Mm -hmm. some of those bigger states because it's easier to get a higher percentage with fewer people, right?
0: Yeah, and I will say the Midwest is, in general, there's higher turnout in the Midwest from what I could see. Um, They also have been promoting for a long time absentee voting and early voting. So Minnesota has a lot of really easy ways to show up and vote. Other states that had high turnout in 2018 included Colorado, Montana, Wisconsin, and Oregon. And by the way, Minnesota has over 11,000 lakes, so it's sort of a misnomer. And 22 states claim milk is their state drink, so that was a trick
1: clue. I wonder if big milk is behind that.
0: Mm, That is a good question. Some states don't have a state drink at all, but some are are very much in the milk camp. We're Hmm. the
1: only animal that drinks another animal's milk. You ever think about that? (laughs) Is that true? It's pretty... Flippin' strange. Cats
2: drink cow's milk.
1: Well, not naturally.
2: You know, like we give them.
1: You give a cat a thing, a cow's milk, but it's not like cats were seeking out domestic cows.
2: Just uh, surreptitiously under cover of darkness, assaulting their others in the dead of night.
1: Although I suppose naturally is a is not a. What use is that adjective? Because right? we are natural, right? Nothing we do, right? Nothing we
2: do is unnatural because we are natured.
0: (laughs) Moving on. Next question. This is for you, Nick.
2: Ready for the dance.
0: It's also multiple choice. This state has the lowest voter turnout in the 2018 midterm election at just Mm 39.3%. It's the only state that is completely free of rabies. (gasps) And it has more endangered species than any other state. Is it New Mexico? Wyoming? Wyoming? Alaska or Hawaii?
2: Hmm. If it's completely free of rabies, that lends me to think of Hawaii. And there's lots of endangered animals in Hawaii, but mostly birds, I'd imagine. Because it probably split apart from Pangea so early it doesn't have a lot of land mammals.
1: I would encourage you to think about the fact that birds aren't doing so hot. <laughs>
2: That's true. I'm gonna go with Hawaii.
0: You are correct. Hawaii. Woo-hoo! So in 2020, Hawaii sent out mail-in ballots to every registered voter, and the voter turnout for the 2020 election was much higher. It was around 57 percent, as opposed to 2016, where it was only 43 percent. So one thing that we do know from Hawaii is that that mail-in ballot initiative in 2020 really did boost turnout by a lot, more than it did on a national average, which nationally voter turnout increased seven percentage points. Between yeah. the two presidential elections. So, speaking. Good on you,
2: Hawaii.
0: Yeah. Speaking of mail in ballots and absentee voting, we know 2020 was a record year for voter participation and a record year for the number of people who voted absentee. So, the average in 2020 absentee ballot rejection rate was 0.79%. So, not very high, under 1%. Only three states rejected greater than two and a half percent of ballots i'm going to give you four states i want you to tell me the state that did not reject that many and this question is for you hannah
1: okay so you're going to list four states three of them are going to be high rejectors, and one of them is going to be a low rejector. yes okay
0: arkansas georgia new mexico new york Hmm. okay i'm gonna say new york it's not new york okay so again this is The reason I wanted to ask this question is because there's not a lot of obvious reasons. There's not a really good, like, federal way to track how absentee ballots are going. So the states that had the highest rejection rates were Arkansas, New Mexico, and New York. They were the only three states that had more than 2.5% of absentee ballots rejected. The vast majority of states had under 1%. States are not required to report why their absentee ballots are rejected and every state has its individual regulations for election officials. So it is hard to know why absentee ballots are getting rejected. And also in several of these states, it was one county or two counties that had really high rejection rates. Other parts of the state were much lower.
1: Was it like Manhattan, people writing in like (laughs) Batman and whatever? (laughs) I don't know. I
0: did not look at the actual like breakdown in the map. But they, This study that I'm, I'm talking about is from MIT. They did come up with a few reasons that your ballot may be rejected, some of the most common reasons. So, Nick, this question is for you. It's mm-hmm. multiple choice. In 2020, what was the most likely reason an absentee ballot was thrown out? Was it Sharpie bleed through? A mismatched signature, meaning the signature on your ballot did not match the signature the state had on file. A missing signature... Meaning you didn't sign the ballot, or didn't sign it in the right place, or you had the incorrect date. Ooh,
2: you had to put the date down. Let me think. I'm right not that saying else. anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My signature has changed so much since I got my first uh, checkbook at the ripe age of nine.
1: I basically try out a new signature every time. I had to sign my name this morning, (laughs) and I was like, how's that? That's a good one right there.
2: I used to put a little smiley face in the number two under my name as a little (laughs) trick if someone tried to forge my checkbook from my paper boy account. Anyway, I'm going to guess mismatch signatures.
0: You are correct. It is mismatch signatures. So am getting all the
2: easy ones, McCarthy.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing mismatched signatures, comparing the signature that you submit on your ballot with the signature that the election officials have on file. So the signature that you gave when you registered to vote, for example. This could be when you registered on like over mail or it could be when you registered a year ago. So the way that they evaluate if your signature matches or not, it's depends on election official. It depends on the state. It depends on the county. But that is the most common reason. Some states do have laws on the book that require them to notify people if their absentee ballot has been rejected and and give them the opportunity to correct it. Other states do not. So in many of these states, when an absentee ballot is initially rejected, they're able to correct it because they reach out to the person and say, hey, you know, we had an issue. Either come vote in person or we're going to figure out a system for you. Not every state requires that. So if you vote absentee, be aware of that and check to see if what your state's local laws are about absentee ballots, what kind of pen to use, what kind of pen not to use, if you can track your ballot, and if your state will contact you if it doesn't end up going through. So that's that. Uh, the score now, I believe, is two, Nick, zero, Hannah. No, I have one. You have one?
1: Okay. Yes. Did I? I've one point. I actually have 3 if and you don't mind so, me saying. Oh my so gosh, I, see, I don't know what
2: I have Hawaii. Uh,
1: yeah, Nick has 3. Okay. So 3 f- to 1. Slow and steady wins the race man.
2: You remember how the other day you were talking about how much you learned to be a good loser to that friend of ours?
1: Yeah, oh, my ability to lose well is surpassed only by my ability to selectively forget things.
2: All right, Hannah, round three coming in hot. Wait. One cannot delay the inevitable.
1: Unless it is to remind everybody of our very wonderful, very bright and interesting and never spammy newsletter called Extra Credit
2: good point we we can always throw that in
1: i've got like three newsletters that i subscribe to that i ever bother to click on in my (laughs) inbox and let me tell you something this is one of them the civics 101 extra credit newsletter is one of them and i already know most of the content Yeah, because you
2: wrote it hannah
1: well, I do like to read my own writing. It's one of my my worst ego things. Um, but it's also just good stuff that we put in the newsletter, right? It's civicsy stuff that Nick and I discover over the course of a week or a month or just like one strange night clicking wildly through Reddit. And it is always worth a read. You can subscribe at our website, civics101podcast.org. Now we can take a break.
2: We're back. We're playing Civics 101 Trivia, and I'm kind of trouncing Hannah at this point. For now. But there's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip. (laughs) No more dawdling. Let's get back to it.
1: Round three. Here we come.
0: So the next category is campaign slogans. The good, the bad, and the fake. Mm. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Do you guys have favorite campaign slogans over the years?
2: I like Tippecanoe and Tyler, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. I like Ike. Oh. It's one of my favorites. Did
2: you ever hear the song for "I Like Ike" for that ad? It's like I yeah. like Ike, you like Ike. Yeah. I like you like Ike. I like Ike. Everybody likes <laughs> Ike for president.
0: I think there is a song for the Tippy Canoe and Tyler too, as well. There is.
2: Rolling on for Tippy Canoe and Tyler too. For Tippy Canoe and Tyler too.
1: And with them will be little Dan. Dan. Dan is a used-up man.
0: So I ended up on a very, very deep rabbit hole. I have no idea why. I don't remember what episode I was working on where I ended up in this rabbit hole. But I ended up in a rabbit hole reading about all these campaign slogans over the years. And the takeaway I had was that there was seemed to be no rules about this. So some of them could be about policy, like Abraham Lincoln's The Union Must and Shall Be Preserved. That was one of his campaign slogans. Very literal. That's
1: a long slogan. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It's not the longest that we're going to talk about. They can be about the person. So Gerald Ford's—he's making us again, <laughs> which I think that might be capital
2: U S. He's like making us us again, making the U S. again. Well,
0: now I need to look it up because I think it is—he's making. Gerald Ford again. Yeah, he's no. making us us. Would yeah, that would make. He's more making
2: sense. us us again.
0: He's making us proud again. Oh, okay. I just did, left out proud. So Gerald Ford—he's making us proud again. 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 <laughs> There's other ones that are sort of vaguely inspirational, like McCain's 2008 slogan, reform, prosperity and peace. Right. So there's the whole gamut of campaign slogans. So for the next round of questions, I'm going to give you the year and the slogan. And I want you to tell me if it's a Republican candidate, a Democratic candidate or if it's fake. Okay. So the first one to you, Nick. 2012, the slogan is middle class first wow republican democrat or fake
2: i can't believe somebody would actually put that on there middle class first if it was i'm I'm assuming it would be a republican From what i've
1: learned of the great american myth it's that most americans classify themselves as the middle class i
2: saw a chart about that yesterday hannah it was like everybody thinks they're middle class Mm -hmm. from five thousand dollars a year to hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year anywho i'm gonna guess fake christina
0: it is not. It is Democrat. It's Barack Obama. Oh, my God. Whoa. I can't believe I screwed that up. And I should say that all of these are slogans that for actual candidates, not primary candidates. Yeah. Whatever okay. the
2: word is. Cool. You know what well, I mean. I'm ashamed that I got that one wrong.
0: Yeah. That one stood out to me because he had so many other great ones. This is, you know, hope. And there were just so many great Barack Obama ones. This is middle class first. That's it. Yeah. So that is a no, Nick. Hannah. Yes. Two thousand four. Okay. A safer world and a more hopeful America. Republican, Democrat, or fake? Uh two
1: thousand four. I'm gonna say if it's i re- am I'm gonna say it's real. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm gonna say Republican. Yes. Okay. This done. is
0: George W. Bush's reelection slogan. A safer world and a more hopeful America, which I have never seen on the sign. I imagine it had to be kind of squished. All right, Nick. Things are going to get a little harder. 1932. Okay. We are turning a corner. Republican, Democrat, (laughs) or fake? We are turning a corner.
1: 1932.
2: 32. I'm thinking about it. It's depression related, and I'm going to say Democrat.
1: No, it was oh. a Republican.
0: It was Hoover oh. running for re-election. All right. Hannah, 1936. New deal, try no deal. Republican, Democrat, or fake?
1: You could have come up with this
2: oh it would be rather clever
1: if you did i'm gonna say fake it is fake i was like why isn't she saying
2: republican why isn't (laughs) she and then she was right you were right
0: i will say it's better than what existed what was it? so roosevelt's republican challenger alfred landon this was his slogan defeat the new deal and its reckless spending so i'm sorry but new deal try no deal is much better in my opinion
1: people were depressed enough (laughs) as it is i mean come on it just feels like a defeat the new deal and it's reckless spending (laughs)
0: whatever all right nick yo-yo next question for you yo-yo 1980 are you better off than you were four years ago
2: oh yeah this is a famous one
0: republican democrat
2: let me just, I'm trying to think of the specifics of it. Are you better off than you were four years ago? It's 1980. Jimmy Carter, somebody who opposed Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter didn't say, are you better off than you were four years ago? Jimmy Carter was a Democrat. I'm going to say Republican.
0: Correct. Sorry very, about the very, long and winding no, road. great powers of deduction. So that was Ronald Reagan.
2: Yeah. That was his, that was one of his first ones,
0: right? Yep. Yep. And he beat Jimmy Carter. Sure did. Are you better off than you were four years ago? It's, it's a loaded question. Hannah, 1948, move toward a new world order. Republican, Democrat, or fake? Democrat? That's fake.
1: Oh! Ah! This is a line from Eminem's song, Lose Yourself. <laughs> In my defense, I wasn't cool enough to listen to Eminem.
0: <laughs> so how would I know that? I only know all the lyrics to Eminem's Lose Yourself because in typing class in seventh grade, we had to type out all the lyrics, which is a, an interesting choice for yeah, seventh than than
2: a seventh grade typing class.
1: shocking choice. Yeah, better it's than great.
2: Mario teaches typing.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean... I stand by Mavis Beacon 100%.
2: I also stand by
1: Mavis Beacon. <laughs> I stand by
0: Eminem's lyrics. <laughs> so That's very funny. Yeah, see. so here's an actual... Um, slogan for democratic candidate harry truman i'm just wild about harry
2: there's something about harry
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right nick 1992 don't change the team in the middle of the stream
2: (laughs) i forgot who it was (laughs) well if it's don't change the team in the middle of the stream then it's got to be who won in 90 Ninety two. Ninety two. But if you don't want to change the team, you have to like keep with the one dance with the one that brung ya nineteen eighty eight. Hold on a second. George Herbert Walker (laughs) Bush.
0: George H.W. Bush.
2: Don't change the team in the middle of the stream. Not really known as sort of the best man the the, the best stringer together of fun phrases. (laughs) George Sr wasn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I believe that puts me at a whopping three point ruse.
2: I believe that puts me at five, five point
1: ruse. Closing the gap. Did you know that until I finally went to England, where the signs all over the subway system, the the tube, the metro, say "Mind the Gap," they mean like the gap between the train and the platform. Um, up until that point, and I was like twelve, I thought that Mind the Gap, which you sometimes see on like t-shirts, was just a really cool band. Is it what is that band? It must be like a band from the 90s. But, cap. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is a band name, you know, but...
2: What are we on, Hannah, round four?
1: Yeah, we're on round four. Five to three, Nicholas Cappadice. Five to three. Doing a little yeah. bit better. That's Inching my campaign slogan. <laughs>
2: Doing a little better. <laughs> McCarthy for president. <laughs> Paid for by the Irish Americans for Irish America Foundation.
1: (laughs) I never promised you a rose garden. (laughs) McCarthy for president.
2: Deal with it. (laughs) I would love to come up with campaign slogans for you. (laughs) It ain't all bad.
0: (laughs) She'll do it on time.
2: (laughs) You should see the other guy. (laughs) Hannah McCarthy for president.
0: (laughs) All right. So the final scores right now. Nick has five. Hannah, you have three. Last round, this or that. You can
1: give it.
2: You can you give, give it that. It.
1: You, can give it, you can give it. Sorry. That's <laughs> fine. Such a fun music video. <laughs> do your Christopher Walken. He does. He did, He was in that? He's in the music video for that. Well, it's in the Weapon of Choice music video by Fatboy Slim, who samples the uh, fairly famous Black Sheep song that we're referencing here. But whatever, I'm just free associating.
2: What do you want him to say?
1: <laughs> I want him to answer this next trivia question. Okay, is it Nick? Walk- is it Nick or is it um, starting me. with Hannah? Okay, you can. After that, you have to do a Christopher Walken. All right, I'll do my All best. Right. Okay, so
0: earlier this year, Nick, you did a whole show on committees. I did. Yeah. Do you want to tell us just briefly, what's your favorite thing about committees?
2: My favorite thing about committees is that they are the most, maybe the most important thing. When I did this episode, I went away being like, everyone, forget everything about anything. Forget parties, forget (laughs) platforms, forget the Supreme Court. None of it matters. Committees are the only thing that matters. And I really kind of, I mean, I think the rest does matter. But committees are super important. And uh, they determine people's Well, they determine what our elected representatives do. So I think uh, everybody should go listen to that episode.
0: Yes, they definitely should. We're going to talk about a much less important thing that is committee adjacent, and that is caucuses. Oh, caucuses. Oh, yes. Okay. So caucuses are a group of like-minded legislators who work together to educate their peers about things that are important to them. And I when I was looking at caucuses, I saw a lot of things where the description of the caucus was educate fellow legislators. So now I imagine that there's just slideshows happening all the time that, you know, I'm going to teach you about this thing today. Um, And I can't even predict what the attendance is for those. But anyway, while there is a limit to how many committees someone can serve on, there seems to be no such limit on caucuses. Because they're made up. Yeah, I came across one representative who is on, could you not, 41 caucuses. Wow. The list just kept going and going and going. I don't even think I talk to 41 people in a month. I can't imagine being on 41 different caucuses. But that being said, for this round of this or that, I am going to give you a word. That word is either the name of a caucus that currently exists in our House of Representatives or an official Jelly Belly Jelly Bean flavor. Great. Okay, I can do this. ready? Yeah. All right. Hannah, the first one is for you. Is this the name of a House caucus or a Jelly Belly Jelly Bean flavor? Maple. Caucus. Yes.
2: Well done.
0: There are three people on this caucus. They are from New York new hampshire and vermont yep Sounds maple caucus right. i could find no information about this caucus but i can guess being from new hampshire that i I'm think just about... this caucus
2: just has pancakes <laughs> once a year yeah
0: all right nick
2: yeah
1: who's nick. Who, who are you sir oh
0: <laughs> nick has requested answer this as christopher walken name of a house caucus or a jelly belly jelly bean flavor wine
2: I would think that the creators of Jelly Bellies (laughs) (laughs) to sell the children wouldn't have an alcoholic drink. But then again, (laughs) I'm going to say caucus.
0: It is a caucus. But there is an entire cocktail line of Jelly Bellies. I'm not surprised. Mm. Tall.
2: Pina Colada probably is pretty There is a Pina Colada. There's
0: a... uh, Gin and tonic and a Moscow mule, I think. Uh Hmm. So this caucus was, according to the website, founded with the idea that members of Congress could benefit from learning more about the challenges of growing grapes and making wine.
2: Yeah, we all could benefit from (laughs) learning more about that.
0: Okay, next question. (laughs) Hannah. Yes. House caucus or Jelly Belly Jelly Bean flavor? Sausage.
1: Hmm. Mm. Jelly Belly. Correct. Aha! What? Yes, There is m- no
2: sausage flavor. There is
1: a sausage Dude, flavor. There are other there are flavors that really shouldn't be flavors.
2: Mm-hmm. And these aren't even like rip-off Bernie
1: Bodies.
0: No, this flavors. is from the Hogwarts. Jelly Belly website. I went I was fully official. Jelly Belly this.
1: made those Harry Potter jelly beans. Oh no. Yes,
0: which I'm going to stop you there cuz I cannot confirm or deny if there are. More from that list. So, Nick. Yeah. House caucus or jelly belly jelly bean flavor? Cut flour. F-L-O-W-E-R.
2: <laughs> I'd much rather have
0: in case you a needed soggy wad of
2: dough <laughs> in my mouth is a jelly belly. Let me guess. Cut flower. If it was a caucus, it would be sort of this fun rose society. And if it was a flavor, it would be for the the sort of the erudite Turkish delight loving person. <laughs> So I'm going to say it's a Jelly Belly flavor.
0: It's a caucus. Oh, what are they, <laughs> do they they like flowers? The Congressional Cut Flower or Flower Caucus, I saw it said both ways, was created to help address, support, and represent the economic interests and opportunities facing America's flower farmers. Oh, wow. All right. Next question is for you, Hannah. House Caucus or Jelly Belly jelly bean flavor? Dirt. Uh, jelly Belly. It. Is Jelly Belly in line with those other weird ones like sausage? Mm. There is a soil caucus, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But.
2: If you mix them together, you get like a dirt sausage. (laughs) (laughs) One on the left cheek, one on the right.
1: The most upsetting thing about Jelly Belly is how chillingly accurate a lot of their flavors are. Mm -hmm. All right. Nick, next one is for you. House caucus
0: or Jelly Belly jelly bean flavor chicken.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Christina, we've already had sausage. And I'm going to go with caucus. I feel like the chicken caucus is people who care about big chicken.
0: You are correct. It is the caucus that cares about big chicken. Oh, good. All right, Hannah. Yes. House caucus or jelly bean flavor? Bourbon. I'm going to say caucus. You are correct. Well done. Yes. It is Kentucky.
2: I'd like to pay tribute to the spirit of Kentucky. (laughs) Literally. Bourbon whiskey. <laughs> that was an actual Here's speech to that Mitch Here's to hoping that's a Kentucky gave.
0: accent somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking.
2: Bourbon whiskey. Bourbon. Bourbon whiskey.
0: And do they bring free samples to their presentations? I must know. Hundo percent. If anyone has a caucus presentation they want to send me, please do. <laughs> I am very invested.
2: What if there's also a rye caucus? I'd hope there would be.
0: I don't remember seeing one. But it's spelled... W R Y. Okay. Uh, last one. Nick, House Caucus or Jelly Belly Jelly Bean flavor, dead fish?
2: Oh, I feel like if there is a, a truly gross Jelly Belly, mm. then it would be the dead fish and it'd be like a birdie body, bloffy <laughs> Harry Potter growling whatever her name is thing I'm going to say Jelly Belly for fun
0: it is a Jelly Belly
2: is it one of those Bernie Bots
0: Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans and
2: they mean every flavor
0: it is a Jelly Belly flavor from Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans collection which also includes soiled or dirty bandage I can't remember oh. booger vomit and there's one that's I think banana
2: that belongs is... there I think <laughs>
0: See, I like the weird flavors. I like banana. Have you ever tried vomit? I've always been too afraid. To. No, I have not. Have you? No.
2: No, Let's no. keep that off. The, that's too gross. Okay.
0: I have tried the grass flavor. Grass is fine. I yeah, actually kind of like grass. I eat grass all the time. The, the jelly bean or the The, the, the actual substance. Oh. The jelly bean. is- As
2: a child, I used to eat grass a lot.
0: Did you have digestive issues?
2: No, no, it just runs in the family.
1: Oh. Pica. <laughs> Your pica. Ah, because dogs eat grass and their stomachs are upset. You probably have pica is usually a sign of nutritional deficiency. Yeah, or anemia. Mm. Yeah. Well, what is
0: your favorite? Fla-
1: flavor is actually great.
2: <laughs> we can run for office on that campaign.
1: I know what Nick's favorite flavor is. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Black licorice. It's true. Oh. I bought him a whole thing of uh, those were Jelly Belly brand, by the way. <sighs>
2: Yeah, they were they were also gone in about five minutes.
1: I can't. Bl- I've never seen anyone consume anything so quickly as Nick eating black licorice. Oh, it's so astonishing.
0: Which brings our score up to eight to seven. Nick, you have won. It's very, very convoluted. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot,
2: Christina. Thank you for this. This was a lot, a lot of fun.
0: Yes, thank you. Well, thank you for doing it with me, and thank you for being here,
1: also, Mr. (laughs) Walkin.
2: It's my pleasure talking a lot about confectionaries and caucuses. That's kind of a B level walkin, but you know you got to be in the right frame of mind. You can't just walk in and do it.
1: Well, everybody, I guess now you know that I know a lot about jelly beans, so you're in really good hands. Also, I looked into it, and I was only kind of correct about the milk thing. Apparently, some birds will actively go after another animal's milk, and on Isla de Guadalupe in Mexico, cats scam milk off elephant seals, which is just amazing. Also, from what I have seen on the internet, this is a big debate that gets some people really you know, riled up, so I am sorry for hitting that hot milk button. This episode was written by Christina Phillips, ever keeping us on our toes, and produced by me, Hannah McCarthy, with help from Nick Capadice, who won by one point. Just one. Jackie Fulton is our producer, Rebecca Lavoie is our executive producer. Music in this episode by Halizniko, Dilating Times, Derek Stevens, Alexander Kaufman Ross, who wrote Tippecanoe and Tyler II in 1840, and get this, Irving Berlin, as in White Christmas and God Bless America, Irving Berlin, who wrote I Like Ike. It was originally called They Like Ike, and uh, Berlin followed it up with I Still Like Ike and Ike for four more years. This is just a trivia-packed episode. But we are more than a trivia show, everybody. And if this is your first Civics 101 episode, I urge you, run, do not walk, to civics101podcast.org to hear what we usually do. You can listen to our whole gigantic episode list there, as well as find great teacher resources, and you can contact us with your questions about American democracy. Civics 101 is brought to you by NHPR, New Hampshire Public Radio.